Hey, everybody. This is Laurie Johnson. What's happening? Okay, so what's happening in my world? I've been working on creating a call-in podcast for I don't know how long. And I'm setting up my life to transition into podcasting bliss. Last month, I took calls because I've always wanted to host a call-in show. I took the calls and made the conversations, had a jolly good time, sent the audio file to Music Man. He added the intro-outro, and I was ready to send the files to Lisbon for the hosting. And... I just happened to be on the phone with one of my one of my nieces, and of course we were talking about me. And <laughs> I'm only kidding, but we at that moment. And okay, podcast launch. We're both getting excited. Yes, I've got the calls. No, you got the calls too. Yes. So I don't know how I positioned it. I don't know if it was like uh, I'm going to allow you the privilege of listening to a few, or if it was girl, let me know if I'm okay, you know, help me limit my exposure. Either way, I sent her three files, and it took her a while to get back to me, like 24 hours, I hadn't heard anything, but always remember that what you're working on is a priority for you, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a priority in the life of others, so always be cognizant of that, and so you don't blow up somebody, their phone, like, did you listen, did you listen? So she calls finally, and she says... Auntie, you can't talk to people like that. So I was like, oh, here we go. So she told me a lot of things. It was painful. I didn't want to hear it, but it was so horrific that I just had to listen. Like, really? Wow. Like, she, it was, you know how when you're surfing the web and those headlines are just so gripping? You just have to listen and look. You want to click, but you don't want to. It was like that. I had to listen. So it was hurtful. And of course, I, like a regular human being, defensive, nothing but excuses and explanations. But as I was giving her my excuses and explanations, I was accessing the folders and the files in Dropbox and renaming the folder shut down. And so sometimes when we hear something about ourselves, it could bother us, like just bring us to our knees because either we can't or we won't accept what may have credence. We don't want to hear it. My little tip is it takes time to get used to hearing things about yourself. So if people give you little clues, listen, it doesn't mean that they're right. Just keep your mind open so you can have awareness about yourself. So what my niece told me, it's what people have been telling me for years. The same old story. You're rude. You're abrupt. You're direct. You don't have a filter. Just bam, your breath stinks. So I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? So I ended the phone call with my niece trying not to be mad at her, (laughs) had my own pity party for a few days, although I did remain optimistic while doing so, going through the phases, anger, denial, finally get to acceptance, and then what? You have to consider your options moving forward. And so my options were to quit, keep whining, worry about it, I don't think so, proceed but try something new. So that's why I'm starting with interviews. And by doing a few interviews up front, people that don't know me can get a feel for my quick talking pace and know that I really don't mean any harm. And you may be wondering, what kind of people are you going to interview? I'm interviewing anyone who is active in their life. That's it. 
you're active. You're doing, you know, like the guy who did my taxes the other day. Yes, it's June. I just did my taxes. He's active in his life. I'm having him on the show. He's like 27 years old and a real nerd. And I do still plan to take phone calls. I'll probably do something like call in Fridays. So y'all keep you posted as to when the phone lines are open. And I'm going to try to be really nice. I really am. I'll be gentle and tender. (laughs) You know what, though? The first week I met my wife, she was telling me the same things. She's still around. (laughs) How bad can I be, really? I'm harmless. Back to business. I'd be remiss if I didn't thank the individuals who called in, the three girls from the dance studio on a break. That was my favorite. I think they were like 12 and 14, I don't know, but we just cackled a little bit. Lots of people who knew me called, but I appreciate you taking that risk with me into that kind of unknown territory. Yeah, that was nice. Thank you. And now, without any further delay, allow me to introduce my first guest. She is my older sister. She's pretty fantastic. She's got some flaws, but don't we all? And she's the one that instilled in me my love for dance. We own the family-run dance studio, and my sister is... She was the brains of the whole thing. She was the talent and the brains. She had this way of making every dancer feel like they were the most special person in the room and that their gift was theirs to own and that you had a certain responsibility because you were a dancer. So every life lesson she ever gave was typically followed by, and why? Because you're a dancer and dancers are extra special people. They're extraordinary. They're, they have a different standard to everything they do. They're just like these regal kind of people. And she'd say these things and you'd believe her. And that would impact you and your life. And subsequently, she's impacted the lives of many individuals. I probably will not even let her listen to the introduction, nor will I tell her she's my first guest because she's so dramatic, she'll spend 10 minutes saying thank you. To the outside world, she's known as Mary. Inside the family and in the dance studio, we call her Louise. Her birth name, Mary Louise Johnson. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a round of applause. Hold Good on, morning. I did a headset. I don't know what, okay. why I didn't have the headset in. I didn't have time to really... Oh, I, I didn't hear you. you... Just... Can you hear me? Yeah, what did you say? I, I, was, I really want I'm not. I feel like I'm unprepared. And you have to have it now, right? Have to have what now? You have to have this interview now. Well, did I use the word interview? Okay, well, I call it interview. Um... What what do we what do you title with it? Conference call. Um, you said what? Is it a conference? I mean, I I'm not quite sure what this is. Uh, I thought I used the word interview, but what is it? Let me explain what it is. Have you heard of a podcast? Okay. Yes. You know what a podcast is? Yes. So I have started a podcast. Okay. Okay. Oh, I have to do this today. 
Luis, there's nothing for you to do. Yeah, that's not what you want. You want it about Valley. Luis, you don't even know what I want. Have you noticed? I just texted you saying I need 20 minutes of your phone time, right? And then I said Mm -hmm. we're going to have a discussion about dancers so that you would know it wasn't family-related, that it was going to be about dance. And so, yeah, you're special. Yeah, that's all I said to you. Because do do you realize that my whole life that you have pretty much prefaced every lesson you taught me summing it up with, and Lori, hello, you have a certain responsibility because you're a dancer, so you have to walk a certain way, carry yourself a certain way, speak a certain way, uh, present yourself in such a way that signals to the world that you have some kind of special thing, regalness or something. Do you realize you do that? I've been, I've been told that, but it, it, I guess I'm more aware of it now than I was in the past. Because that's who you are, that you're not just an average person. You're a dancer. Do you understand who you are? You're a dancer. You hold your head up. You what you say. You walk a certain way. You push your shoulders down and back. You pull those stomach muscles in tight because you are a dancer. You're not just anybody. You are a very unique special person. And there's not a lot of people that can do this, that have the six suicidness and that are responsible to come to class, to pull their hair off, if you're a girl, to focus, look in the mirror and drill and drill. It takes a very special person to pursue the dance. And um, you know, I could just go on and on and on about this, but... Um, it's amazing and how it will change your life. And it not just changes you, it changes your life forever, forever. I mean, look at Mystique Open. Look at her, look at her background. Look where she came from. There's, oh my God, there's another girl from Africa. Michaela the Prince. Yes. Yes. And she was adopted by those white parents and the mother just sat up all hours of the night. So making those costumes for her and just doing for her and doing yep. for her. And she was just humiliated and just destroyed almost because of the spots on her body. But the dance, the discipline of that dance kept that girl focused. And she is, she's just phenomenal. She's got a story that just, the world needs to hear. It just needs to hear. So with that, do you have any questions for me, sister? Um, not at this point. I am going to, okay, so just as a follow-up, I am going to get myself prepared to come back to this with my information and then maybe sit, perhaps sit in a hotel room where it's, you know, it's quiet and it's pretty and by the world, whatever, whatever. And I would so like to... So in other words, you have, have to have the environment. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but that helps. So that, that all that all that helps. Kevin is our brother, and I told Kevin this morning, Louise, that I wasn't going to tell you anything about the podcast because even though it's audio only, you would have to do your hair and makeup. You'd have to have your yeah. nails done. You'd have to have the napkin folded. You'd have to have on the proper outfit. It would have to be uncreased, and all the little threads would have to be cut off. The buttons would have to be sewn on properly. You have to be by the lake, I imagine, in a soundproof (laughs) booth. 
the security guard would be, have been told and paid and everything would just be right. The thank you letters would already be handwritten and thank, stamped. Thank with the Those sh- little things are so important. Just what you just said, just a thank you note, just to show appreciation. You know how many people don't even send a thank you note? Just, they, uh, yes, just, I know exactly how many people. about it. Well, they I tell them all the it. time, yeah. The importance of it, and it's just such a little thing, just so, so minuscule, and it means so much, so, so much. Like I was trying to tell Zanaya, you know, I'm pleased and a thank you will go a long way. I'm digressing, but we had a, had a blowout here last night with Zanaya. The whole house <laughs> left the kitchen because I was on her. I, I mean, she, I, I, I don't know if you want to hear about it now, but I, I read her. I've just been having that sequence of events. And talking to people, Lori, and I had an experience the other day in, in Fort Lauderdale uh, Airport where there was a black girl just sitting in the um, sitting at the term in the, in the terminal, just crying her eyes out. And all of these people, uh, nobody goes over to speak to this girl. It didn't matter that she was black and they were all white. This is somebody that's in distress, and she's screaming there, sitting there screaming, and nobody, nobody goes. Anyway, the upshot of the story, and I have a phone. I, I called her, and I was going to call her again. So long story short, she missed the plane, and it was her graduation. And the, you know what I said to her, Lori? And I didn't even realize it was then. I made her stand up, you know, and I put my arms around her, and I whispered. I said, you could be my sister. You are better than this. Do you get it? You are better than this. And I looked at her, and I shook her by the shoulder. I said, you are better than this. And when I called her, she got it together when she went into that, to that gate and got, and then I called her later on that day, and she said to me, you, what got her, and that she'll never forget, when I shook her, and I said to her, you could be my sister, you are better than this, you're better. And she went on, and she got on, and I told her about calling the school and letting them know what happened. Maybe they could send a car to the aircraft, you know, I mean, to the terminal to meet her, to escort her quickly to her graduation. And, I mean, just little things that she didn't think about. And nobody nobody would go over and see about this girl. I don't know, forget her. Anyway, and, uh, but I, was, I guess it's been a sequence of events coming up in my life where I just say things to people. And I, this girl was telling me the other day about, well, she's not a Gen D. She's not a Gen X. She's a millennial. And don't be classifying her because she's better than this and she's educated and on and on and on and on and on. And she was, and, and I, she said, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand this, Mary, what I'm saying about people just classifying me just because I look like this and I like, sweetie, let me tell you what you need to do. And, and I gave her a long spiel. And, you know, and I hear you come with this, and I'm like, wow. Wow. So anyway, I'm done. I'm just done. You know, and I had a pile the other day. I was in the, in the flight deck while the other one stepped out, you know, because the flight attendant has to go in there. And, and I was in there, and, and he, he was having moments with his kids and whatnot. And I was telling him, I just, you know what, I, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And, you know, we had to go, we got off the plane, and he gave me a big hug, and, you know, and, like, you could fly with me anytime, Miss Mary, anytime. Uh, I was considering an honor, you know. And, and now, so I said all of that to say, and now here you come approaching me with this, and I, wow, you know, this is making me think. Here's something else to make you think. The 
enthusiasm and gratitude that that girl showed you in the airport when oh. she said that what got her was when you said you could be my sister? Well, and you're better than this. Right. Those but the sisterly things. part, so I'm okay. grateful to you as my older sister. This, Louise, is episode one of my podcast, and the reason I've been trying to get you on the phone for the past week is because you are my first guest. Oh. And I calm yourself down. So are you still there? Yes, I'm trying to um, pinch myself, yes. Oh, yeah. So you're my first guest, but I knew if I told you, my God, you just... You know, you'd have to just go to the supermarket and get the right lemon or something for your throat, something crazy. <laughs> so anyway, okay. know that I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the influence you've had in my life, the lessons you taught me, and the way you always are telling me that my oh, about how to wear my crown and it's paid for and it's bought. And I, you know, all these things that you just say, you have a way of making people believe that what you're saying is true, and because you come off as so credible, it is true, and so you have impacted the lives of so many people. Thank you, first guest. It's been a real pleasure. You're very welcome, and then we will be in touch. Well, there you have it, episode one on the books. Thank you so much for listening. That call with my sister did last 50 minutes. I edited it down to 10, both for my sanity and your time. A lot of what we talked about had to do with how successful she would be as a podcast host. More on that later. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Lori Talks, the podcast. And my name is Laurie Johnson, and I shall return. And like any good host, I should have a host of calls to action, but I don't. I don't have anything to say about follow me here and subscribe to this there, but I will tell you, stay active in your own life, on and off the dance floor.